Hi guys, this is the 16th episode of the Untitled Gadget podcast and this is your host for the week, Dhruv with Akshay and Harish and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Well, not so much. We struggle to find some good topics, but there is still a lot to talk about. Uh but as is customary, let's start out with talking about the week that we've had. How's everybody holding up? Akshay Harish, how have you been doing? Doing good, man. Um it was a busy week because I was trying to figure out how to review all these accessories that all of us ended up getting. Uh but I didn't make any headway with that, so yeah. Yeah, my Other than that, it's just routine. My story is exactly the same as Harish. <laughs> I mean, I made some headway, but I was also busy doing some other work. And that took up until last night 1 a.m. and uh, I, yeah, I didn't even notice this weekend go by. I mean, just yeah it's just been busy yeah we'll talk about that work towards the end of the podcast it's a bit of fun and fun work let's just put it like that yeah harish you've been reading something new uh care to tell us about that yeah i'm reading the once in future king it's a classic it's an arthurian classic deals with camelot merlin magic you know it's an old english classic and uh these I think the publisher did a nice hardcover edition. Uh they have a Penguins classic version and it's a really nice hardcover binding with new fonts and all that. Anyway, I like hardcover so I ended up getting it even though I read the book as in a Kindle form. It's a brilliant tale, it's a classic. If you haven't read the book, you should give it a try. It was written several well nearly a century ago. But <laughs> still holds. Did you did you yeah. order any food this week by the way, Harish? It's no wait not a century ago 60 fuck it i don't know when it was written ago. it was written yeah. yeah no not centuries ago i think it was somewhere in the 20th century 1930s anyway it's a good book you should read it if you haven't 70 years ago because well yeah yeah it's nice I, I, no I it is not the same page as you like uh, i mean i i lately like all i read is on the kindle but if i like a book well enough i mean i'm i'm all about the hardcover life you know those things just yeah there's something really nice and tangible about a nice hardcover book. Yeah. Uh yeah. for the listeners, if you want to take a look at the book and it is a beautiful one, go check out Harish's Instagram which is Harish. Harish LJ, I think I don't know. I I I never really cared about my Instagram handle at all. I think all. it's I think it's Harish LJ. Let me look it up. Because uh, only Harish would not know his own Instagram handle. Yeah, it is. Har- I mean, I it is Harish LJ. H A R I S H L J. No spaces. Well, there you go. Go check out Harish's Instagram handle. He's got a pick of the book up there, and it is a beautiful one. Uh, as for me, it's been a generic week. Lots and lots of work. Lots of audio products to test out. Uh, which has which is great since I love music. Lots of time to listen to good and shitty headphones. Uh, other than that, not much else. So, let's get started with our first topic for the week and this is a pretty important one. It's very topical. Um look, I get it. There is there are border tensions between India and China. There are tensions in many parts of the world. Uh but the way that a modern economy is structured, the way that the world works today, it is downright okay, I won't call it stupid, but it is jingoistic if you just decide 
that, hey, I'm going to boycott a country because you should probably get your head out of your ass because the world economy does not work like that. Things do not work like that. If you think that you're just saying that you're going to leave aside an entire country would change things, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. That's not going to happen. I don't. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I see that we're starting this week on a light subject. <laughs> hey, it's important to get the most important things uh, to aside because, hey, everything else that we're going to be talking about is tied into China. Like, you cannot exclude China. You yeah. cannot ex- exclude a country which has built itself as a powerhouse. You might disagree with it, but you can't exclude it. You can't help it. Yeah. I mean, this is... I, I wouldn't even... I don't even have the words to describe how dumb this is because um, without relying on China, we would not... We'll have to go back like 200, 300 years ago because if we don't have access to any of the products that are made in China, we won't be able to get anything done we should just abandon our houses and go back to to the rural countryside yeah it's just it's just that people don't understand that the in the past five years what indian tech enthusiasts or even people in the villages and you know small towns have enjoyed in terms of prices for products that they buy has been because of china and because of the way they democratize hardware and and you know products you know like earphones and Whatever you think about that you use in your daily life would not have been possible because of China and the innovation they have done in the past few years. And and if you really want to boycott that, then you really need to switch to stuff that most people can't afford, right? It's just it's it's a very balanced argument. You either give up a country's product and start paying higher prices, or you shut the fuck up and just continue the way things are going. And maybe maybe. Not right now, but maybe the next 10 years, be interdependent or be independent of China. Depends how you want to take it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually... Okay, Harish, go on. Go on, Dhruv. I, I have a long-winded thing that <laughs> I wanted to say, but you go on first and then I will bore everyone. <laughs> uh, I mean, just to add on to Hari, uh, what Akshay just said, literally, the entire digital transformation of India, Chinese tech is the backbone of that. India's smartphone revolution, so to speak, happened when Xiaomi hit India. Before that, you had piece of shit, Micromax and Intex phones. All this talk about value, all this talk about more specs, more bang for the buck, that's China. The routers, the earphones that you talk about, hey, you like to talk about Boat as a made in India brand? All they do is make... All they do is rebrand Chinese earphones. Even Micromax. You talk about... For that yeah. matter, yeah, Micromax. You talk about Paytm as made in India. Paytm would not be where it is today without Chinese investors. Mm-hmm. I am all for promoting make in India. Do that. But that does not happen in a day. China was not built in a day. It took them decades to get where they are. And they did it. It needs a concerted effort. It needs focus. It needs a drive to achieve that. Not empty words vocal for local leave china and what you have you don't have a credible alternative for anything the much more talked about mitro app that everybody's talking about as made in india that was coded by fucking pakistani developers 
Yeah. Okay. So this ties in this ties in very well to what I was going to say. So I'm glad you went first. Look, I'll give you a macro view. We talked about phones and services being reliant on China. But why did China get to be where it is today? Um it started in the 60s and 70s. Before that, China was nothing. But then after in during the 60s it decided that it wanted to focus on the long term play. It didn't want to it wanted to get its economy out of poverty and one way it wanted to do that but was by spending heavily on infrastructure so it invested in a lot of infrastructure projects it taught its labor workforce to do skilled labor um and this was something that took 40 50 years so everything that we are seeing from china now is because it set the foundations of all of this around 40 50 years ago um so for us to say something like oh we'll just abandon china and do everything locally that's just not possible because yes we have a large workforce yes they need money and they are employable sure but they don't have the talent they don't have that skill set and that and it it takes a generation to achieve that it's not something that we can just say oh we'll ban all chinese phones and then we'll build them an indian factories no that's just not going to work it takes at least one or two decades to get this thing going you know it's not only phones to harish people have been banning um, apps as well or boycotting apps in india but that's that's up to a people's choice what they want to do but i do want to point out the hypocrisy in our country on one hand you say that you want to ban uh, chinese uh, apps like tiktok and whatever the hells you guys were using previously but you refuse to ban popular games like pubg mobile or call of duty mobile or arena of valor or mobile legends bang bang whatever you play you know all the pop, most of the popular games the competitive ones at least have their roots in china now first argument people will say oh isn't pubg south korean is it from this company called bluehost yes the pc version of that game is but the mobile game is from tencent it's developed published and distributed by tencent mobile it is a chinese company and one of the biggest chinese companies in the world it's a multinational corporation with head offices all over the world it's not only based in china first of all second if you refuse to delete your favorite game and then choose to delete tiktok or whatever apps that you were using previously you're just being an idiot you know i'm sorry to say that you cannot pick and choose your outrage you cannot be selective about it if you are really committed to this cause then do it properly otherwise shut the fuck up because you are really not making any sense yeah i mean you leave aside tech you know you talk about real world you know more tangible examples the headlights in your car were likely made in china are you going to remove the headlights yeah. of your car yeah the most yeah. most popular movies i mean half the <coughs> marvel cinematic universe show i mean there's a lot of over- outsourcing that goes on in animation a lot of it was done in india go check the credits a lot of it was done in china are you going to stop watching your favorite hollywood movie now i mean this is where do you even draw the line this is ridiculous and i mean we 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 decided to keep this a little short but i think this needed to be said uh promote local production promote local manufacturing but it cannot be done in such a haphazard and jingoistic manner that's just stupid and short sighted another thing i actually want to point out like you are ready to uh, boycott chinese hardware in india but what you don't realize is most of your favorite phones or the ones that you're using in your hand was made in india i mean not all the parts but it was made in india it's giving jobs to thousands of people across the country 
across north, south, east, west. It doesn't matter where they are situated, but they're giving jobs to a lot of Indians. And if you are going to boycott uh, these brands just because you have a political belief, you're robbing thousands of people of their jobs. So be careful what you're doing. I mean, they're not made in India, assembled in India, but yes, they, yeah, a lot of Indian labor works on these phones. Look, I'll end with this. We, I don't want to waste the whole episode just talking about this, but this is just another smoke and mirrors game in what has been a constant set of these for the last six years, right? In the Indian economy is an absolute shambles. Like, it's not even hilarious that's just how fucked we are as a country. So to get all the media attention away from that, we're doing this whole anti-China sentiment to drum up like an enemy. We we love creating a foreign enemy because we don't like looking at our own problems. And this is just one more in a long line that has come over the last six years. It's not going to end anytime soon. Um, and it looks like we are not clearly focused on looking inward and figuring out any mistakes. We'd rather point outward and be like, oh, look, there's something that is causing the problem and we'll rather focus on that. Uh, it is just that don't buy into all this bullshit. If you really want to not use any China products, that's your thing. But know that any tech in your house uh, that you rely on day to day is probably built in China or has parts that came from China. I think we should put out a challenge to people out there that why not try to build a phone completely without Chinese parts? Let's if you can do that, show it to us and we'll talk about it later. Until then, just just keep quiet. Just sit down. It's not possible. So Samsung doesn't make in China anymore. I mean, which is why which production is, facilities yeah, but, aren't in China. But yeah, a lot of the parts that they go into their phones are sourced from China. Which is why it's a challenge because you fucking can't do it. Simple as that. Yeah. A fun fact. I don't know how many folks know this, but China controls the rare earth mineral market, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, if China says fuck you, we're not going to give you minerals. The whole the whole world is fucked. Yep. Lithium iron, everything, man. You have a hold on everything. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing, right? I mean, sure, okay. Let's just assume we have the capacity to manufacture everything. And I'm not talking about assembling, manufacture everything in India. You still got to buy the raw, the raw materials. And if China yeah. controls the majority of that, yeah, you can't is, is, that, is that still anti-China? <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, in order to make everything in India, I firmly believe that real innovation happens at the silicon level and we're just not there. We're not there yet. No, we're not. It's it's a generation away at least. Yep. Not even a decade, like two, three decades away. Yep. If we put in the money that is necessary in infrastructure, and I don't see that. Not happening. Yeah. All right. So from anti-China to um, another Chinese phone, which is being assembled in India. Let's talk OnePlus 8. I think we've all had uh, at least a week to try out the phone and uh, we've, we've got some thoughts on it. Uh, Harish, do you want to start? Why not? Um, I like the design, but I also don't like the design. I like the design because it looks premium and there's that whole dual curved screen thing going on and it feels nicely done. But what I don't like is that there's no flat screen model anymore uh, because both the 8 and 8 Pro have what dual curved screens. So I really like the 70 because it was just like a good solid flat panel that didn't have any of this curves nonsense. It was great to hold and use and that is missing this year. So I really miss that. Mm -hmm. um, 
But aside from that, the hardware is, you know, usual OnePlus. You get absolutely everything that's new. Uh, the camera isn't as good as I would like in a 40,000 phone. I don't see a whole lot of change from the 70 because, well, nothing has changed. It's still using the same optics. Um, but other than that, yeah, solid phone, good, clean software, a few bugs again at launch, but yeah, decent overall. I think, uh, I mean, the hardware is great. I think we can all agree with that. And yes, there are bugs, but it's far less than what the OnePlus 7 launch had and the 7 yeah. launch had. It's far less. It's more refined, that's for sure. But there are some bugs that you will have to deal with. And I think they have done, they've given out two updates to fix that. And it's still not up there. As, as Dhruv said, it takes a month for the phone to get perfect. And uh, yeah. that's what's happening here as well. Uh, in the camera department, I feel they could have really worked on the software and improved on at least on that front. Um, and it's a story with every year with the OnePlus phone, their camera is not up to the mark. And uh, I feel the same with the OnePlus 8 right now because uh, I just don't even feel like opening the camera app to take a picture with this thing because I know it's going to turn out shit. And if you try to take a selfie, I don't, but uh, many people do. It looks like you've taken a picture in 2012. It's the it's 2005. My my okay, Nokia, my Nokia cameras. Okay, yeah, yeah my the NCD's phones did a better better job. Yeah, it uh, looks yeah. atrocious. And 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 I don't understand. You try to sell a forty thousand phone, but I can get a twelve thousand, fifteen thousand phone from Xiaomi that can do a better selfie than you. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, this phone doesn't have an identity, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, coming to that point. But, you know, to start with, I mean, just to continue the topic of imaging, uh, the front-facing camera, I don't know. It's, I, I double-checked if there's, you know, uh, a plastic film on it or something. There's just too much flaring going on. It's There is no detail. It's just a blurry mess. Uh, they got rid of the telephoto sensor and put a useless two megapixel macro, which again is a step backwards. I mean, really, all you're getting here is a Snapdragon 865, which is like a 10% performance improvement, 10 to 15%. And realistically, I mean, if you can get your hands on the 70 still, just get that instead. Like, I mean, it's it's a better phone. It's gotten updates and it's rock solid right now. It was honestly like, I think for all of us, it was one of our favorite phones of last year, of last year, yeah. Yeah, last Even year. now. Yeah. Even now. So here's the thing with the 70, right? Normally, I wouldn't recommend buying a phone that's seven, eight months old. But here, that's not the case because it launched with Android 10. It was the first phone with Android 10. So it's going to get those two platform updates. It's going to be updated to Android, Android 12, just like the OnePlus 8. So you're not actually missing out on the software front either. So I don't see any reason to switch, get this instead of the 70. And what I hate about this phone a lot more than I thought I would is the new damn logo. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. What, what is <laughs> happening? Going... <laughs> what is happening? Did yeah. someone leave the caps lock button on by mistake? Or are you trying to be like, we are OnePlus, you know, like being a, a are you trying to add a shock factor to your logo? I don't understand. What are you trying it's, to do? It's branding for the heck of it. Rebranding for yeah. the heck of it. Yeah. It's it's like someone, I hate it's, the logo. it's like someone in their corporate office, office, maybe the designers were like, 
I need to keep this job and I need to do something because you know I have nothing to do. And let's just change the damn logo. Why the fuck would you change something that works? I don't understand. And that's honestly like the entire story with the eight. Like we'll talk about the eight pro maybe on the next episode. But well, like, we can't talk about it because you're under embargo. Yeah, well, let's I forgot that. Let's just put it out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's change for the heck of it. Uh, and I don't know this. It's it's an okay product. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just like you said, Harish. It lacks identity. It doesn't stand out in any meaningful way. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad phone. Uh, it's a really good phone, but there's nothing exceptional about it. And if you have the spare six six grand or whatever, just get the Mi Ten. Like because at least that's unique. There's something fresh about that phone, and the camera is honestly yep. significantly better. <laughs> yeah. in a different league altogether i mean i i wouldn't even do like a camera comparison of the 8 with the mate 10 because it's just no you could i mean it's, no. it's in a different no yeah what xiaomi has done with the mate 10 is league. honestly great it's, on the it's camera it's on a different league it's on a different league i mean you can't even try to don't even think about putting these two phones in the same sentence when you're talking about cameras because there's nothing really to talk about it it's just god awful I... but yeah i hate this logo i really a... hate it i was going to take a photo of the oh. 70 and this one and put it on twitter and say who hates this as much as i do but then i was busy and i didn't get to it but i don't understand this they had a really elegant and classy logo going on and they wasted i don't know a lot of money i'm guessing in changing it why it it hurts my eyes every time i look at it but one more thing that is quite contradictory to what the message they're trying to say is like You get a great phone. I mean, fine. It feels premium in your hand. Then you get a stupid TPU case. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me complete my point, which says on it, "Never settle." Now you are settling with a fucking TPU case. It's like this is oxymoron <laughs> right in your face, right? Never settle, but we are giving you a TPU case because you don't deserve better. What the fuck is happening, man? What I mean, who is branding these things and what? Who's in charge of messaging? Because I would have. never ever prove this you like you're saying tell, basically you're telling people never settle but settle for this tpo case because you don't deserve anything better come on man and just to add to your oh, point shit. akshay i mean it's just uh, it's something that bothered me with this that uh, it's it's complete change or departure for oneplus uh, the brand has been all about you know let the product speak for itself there's minimalism yeah. or a certain amount of minimalism anyway and this phone is trying to be too i mean with this entire series the company is trying to be a bit too on the nose that bold branding yeah uh never settle on the case i mean sure it's a tpu case but i've never really minded it like sure it's a free tie in but this is pushing it a bit um i'm not quite sure what to make of it but yeah there's something off with the entire branding for this new phone to whoever that thought this was a oneplus podcast has their dream shattered now <laughs> i i don't get it like i think that they're trying to convey this thing where they're like oh we are this premium brand we are not going to we're differentiating ourselves in terms of design because for the longest time that's their only thing right they're like okay we make products with great design sure but I don't see that from the phone. If anything, I like the design on the Mate 10 better. It feels I like the way it's significantly built. more yeah. premium. It feels better in the hand. Like okay, now once again to reiterate, the OnePlus 
is not a bad phone it's it's a well built phone mm-hmm. but it just doesn't feel premium when you put it in context with the Mi 10 it doesn't feel yeah like you like it's worth the 45000 odd that you're paying for it uh and that could be problematic you know once people actually go out and get their hands on the Mi 10 and to a side by side comparison and since both of them do sell in offline stores at least to a limited capacity i'm sure there will be people who will do that i mean there will be comparisons yeah. online people will talk about it uh and again you know it ties in to what we'd said earlier like the meten is a really good product it might not work for xiaomi today but it's setting a fantastic you know a uh, pathway for xiaomi to become relevant in the premium space Heck, even the camera, yeah. you know, uh, it's half the price. That phone is just about half the price of the S twenty Ultra, but the difference between the two cameras, sure, the S twenty does have a better camera, but it's not as drastic as many would think. No, not at all. I have I actually I have to point out one more thing. I just thought of this when you talk about uh, identity. Now, when you think about the previous launch with the seventy and the seventy Pro. The seventy looked entirely different from the seventy Pro, primarily because of the back camera module they had. Right, it was circular, and you could spot that from from afar. When you look at, I mean, everyone's seen images of the eight and the eight Pro, and I'm looking at them right now. Uh, to be honest, there's not much difference apart from a few sensors on the left hand side on the eight Pro. It looks the same, identical. So it doesn't matter which one you're getting. At the end of the day, it's just look. They they both. look identical to each other and don't have a separate identity. They have the same amount of cameras, they have the same damn logo, they say probably have the same colors as well. I don't know if they have the same colors. The same hideous logo and yeah, it it's just you can't spot the difference between the two. 70 was unique in a way that you could spot it from afar. Uh I like this I I like the, I like the 70 man because it had a unique identity to itself and then you know like you could have just used the same Design for the eight if you wanted to, you know, keep things simple, and the eight would look different from the eight pro, but it doesn't. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought that's what they would go with because they that seventies camera housing was unique. I thought they would build on that this year, but no, they switched back to this really fugly design. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the story of it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, let's talk about. something completely different then <laughs> yeah i mean i guess you can notice from my tone that yeah i'm getting a little bored out of dhruv does not give a shit <laughs> he's 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 bored of phones and he's bored of talking about oneplus every week i mean like it's it's fine it's it's not a bad product it's it's okay and that's pretty much it you know like it's okay um, yeah we're nitpicking things but still yeah Okay, on to something interesting, and this is something that Harish and I are very passionate about, and Akshay is also to a certain degree. Correct me if I'm wrong, Akshay. <laughs> not, no, I mean, okay, it's 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 not on the same level as you guys, man. You guys are on a whole another level. I am just, I'm just a regular user who wants my Wi-Fi to reach my phone. That's about it. <laughs> so we do get a lot of questions about this. Um, so we're gonna. Maybe you know some one day in the future we're going to get a full episode on end to end networking. But today we're going to talk just a little bit, you know, maybe some tips on how you can actually, what you should be doing, or how you can improve on your existing setup. 
but hey, let's talk about networking. Harish and I get a lot of questions about this. Also on storage, which is another topic that we'll cover eventually. Uh, Harish, uh, floor's yours. Yeah, so um, here's what you need to know. First, if you're having issues with your internet connection, um, you don't need to necessarily get a new router. You can do a lot of things to fix the signal from the current one. First and foremost, um, you have to put it at a level that's off the ground. It should not be at the same level as say your TV or other gadgets. Uh, Mounting it higher off the ground, maybe on a wall, actually gives it better coverage because it does not have as much attenuation to objects around. So Wi-Fi signals generally lose a lot of coverage because of that. So if you're not able to probably get a signal in like say your bedroom that's farther away, uh, try mounting it on a wall or higher up, say like nine, 10 feet off the ground and see if that makes a difference, but not nine, 10 feet, but yeah, closer to the ceiling than the floor. Um, Number two is channel interference. Now, everyone has a Wi-Fi router and everyone uses it on its default settings. So that leads to a lot of congestion on like channels. This is particularly true if you're using the 2.4 gigahertz channel. So use something like NetX on Android. Um, That's what I rely on. Connect it to your router from your phone just and then you'll be able to see what channel it is broadcasting it on. And then you'll be able to also see what other Wi-Fi routers in your vicinity are broadcasting on. This is a great tool if you're having issues with say dead zones, because it will also tell you how strong that signal is in particular areas in your house. Um, So yeah, these two things should make things better in terms of connectivity. And another thing you can do is update the firmware on your router. Nobody does this. I think I, Uh, I think I use channel 11 and 13, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure which one I use. But uh, I think everyone has, uh, as Harish pointed out, when you want to get your Wi-Fi set up, the guy just puts the default settings and what <laughs> ends up happening is mm-hmm. your entire building is using that channel. And uh, yeah. and when that network gets congested, you know, it will, it's just like, you know, cars on the road. When things get congested, it gets slow, right? So that's what yeah. ends up yeah. happening. Yeah, I think I'll add um, to that, you know, where... Uh, like I'll add two small points. One, like don't stuff your Wi-Fi router in with every electronic gadget in your closet. There is a mm-hmm. lot of interference that happens. Uh, you don't want that. Uh, like Hari said, place it higher up. If you can't put it eight feet up in the air, put it above ground level. Put it above, you know, where above your other electronics. It'll improve the range. It will improve the reliability. But I think there's one point which uh, Harish didn't bring up and is actually pretty much like step one, please do not use the router that your ISP provided. That is usually... (laughs) Change it the next day. Yeah, that's usually the worst piece of shit that costs 500 bucks. And uh, yeah, often internet issues are actually not a problem with your line at all. Uh, Ever heard your uh, repair guy asking you to turn it on and off? That's because your router isn't really keeping up with your usage. I'm not going to get into the technical details right now. Uh, but yeah, you need something better. Your phones, your laptops, your smart TVs, they need a certain level of quality on the router end as well. I'm trying to keep this like really simple, but yeah, your crappy router provided by the ISP is not going to cut it. Now, I'm not saying go ahead and spend 25 grand on a, on a router. 
Some of us do that. Some of us do that because we need it. A lot of you do not. Yeah. Uh, but anything will be an upgrade from the ISP router. Spend two to three grand. This is a purchase that will last you a while, and it's a purchase that's going to improve your quality of use because everybody uses the internet, and you do not want to be dealing with dropped connectivity every single or every few minutes. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's that's an investment worth making. Harish. Yeah, I totally forgot about that ISP thing because that's just not something I've ever done. And every time I go to my in-laws or something, they've had they have internet issues, and I'm like, why is that a problem? I go see what they're actually using, and it was one of those shitty Airtel routers that they give out. I was like, fuck, this is the problem. Yeah. So yes, that is a very valid point. Do what, not use those. What, the other alternative that I use at my home is. Uh, uh, use mesh routers and of course uh, harish would, would all say like it depends on your uh, how you use your internet but for, for cases like mine where everything is online and we have particularly thick walls and sometimes the signal can't really go that far um you know we opted to use a mesh router system we i use the google wi-fi like have five of those satellites all over the house it helps us delivering um good speed and um, you know proper connectivity to our devices now every mesh router system is not made the same it depends which one you're getting but uh, if you are a large family or have a have a larger house than you know let's say single folk then you may need it it depends on your usage again it depends how much speed you need and depends where you're sitting and working and how far you are from your router so that's another option that you can uh, look up to and that's the only networking experience i have i don't do any of Wait, these what these guys do you you have five satellites yeah i have five what the hell what one, are you <laughs> one in each room man yeah well if you're going with a mesh solution i would recommend doing that. of course you have st- yeah, yeah of I course mean, you have strong signal everywhere if i'm I didn't go- know you had five satellites yeah man if i'm going yeah, i'll solve it if i'm doing mesh i'm going all in right so yeah I I, yes. I started off with the three 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 yeah three of them the three pack Google Wi-Fi and then added on uh, afterwards. Yeah, so uh, okay. I've been I've been on an on an Amplify HD setup and it's it's worked well for my use. Uh, but that's the thing, you know, you don't need to spend forty grand or fifty grand on something like that. Um, I also have a lot more hardware, uh, which is something we'll cover later on uh, or on another episode. But the thing is, uh, what if you're on a sub 100 meg line, a very basic Wi-Fi uh, mesh routing system should suffice <coughs> for you. Um, if, yeah. if you're just doing the, you know Netflix streaming on one or two devices, a mesh router will be enough. Something like, something by TP-Link, they've got the Deco series. Um, I yeah, don't know which one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know which e- model they're on. There's E3, there's E3 and M3. I think E3 is around eight grand, nine grand. It should be basic enough. Yeah, I mean that's with. a that's a great place to start with, for reliable connectivity across the house. And uh, on a sub hundred meg line, you know, you're not actually going to be saturating the bandwidth realistically. Uh, also, uh, when we talk about speeds, there's also the entire matter of file transfer speeds across your local network. Now, I understand a lot of people are not doing that. Okay, so it's 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 fine to 
spend you know like 10 12 grams and get something basic but at least that works reliably also please do not buy a wi-fi repeater that shit sucks hard it does not work yeah yeah that's yeah that's pointless that's the worst thing you can um do. i would also throw in a recommendation i really like the archer 810 by tp link it's like 7000 something mm-hmm. uh for under 10k that's a fantastic router now if you want something for 15000 i would say get the netgear a4s It's built as a gaming router but it is solid. It yeah. has great antennas, rock solid connectivity. Uh what I use is an Asus RTAC 5300. It's one of those spider things that has eight antennas. Uh it works very well for my use case. I think it's really costly in India. Yeah. So it I, works. So I bought a spider Wi-Fi router myself which I haven't used actually from Tenda, a Chinese company and hey, I buy Chinese products from AliExpress. <laughs> Uh, it's still packed up because uh, at the same time uh, ubiquity sent me their dream machine and mm-hmm. i'm still waiting for their store to launch so that i can actually file this review <laughs> but uh, the dream dream machine has been uh, incredible man so far yeah. I've been, I've been would you say it's been a dream months. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude <laughs> <laughs> you had to do that haven't yeah i mean it's 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 been, it's been fun there are some some things that i can't do with it but Hey, for my use yeah. case, for 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 my use case, it's it's perfect. Yeah, I love Ubiquity gear as well. Sorry, I used the UDM for a while, and yeah, that thing is solid. Yeah. Yeah. Go on now, Drew. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to drop in a quick recommendation as well. Uh, like you said, the the TP-Link Archer stuff in the seven grand range is really good. Uh, you can actually get some basic stuff around the twenty five hundred three thousand grand range as well. Honestly, most of the stuff at that price range is very similar, but it will be a definite upgrade over your ISP router. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you're willing to spend a little more, uh, I think the AC sixty six U or the sixty eight U, one of those by ASUS, is around the fourteen k price range. Uh, I I hit the limits of that in about two to three years <coughs> of use. Most of most people, that thing will last you like five six years or so. and that's not a bright, bad price to pay at all and it's got some really cool features as well you can connect your printer to it you can use it like a file server connect a flash drive to it you can even plug in one of those old school uh, 4g dongles if you have yeah. connectivity issues and it comes with a dynamic dns as well so that you can connect to your computer from anywhere in the world so yeah it's not just a router you're getting a lot of features which is cool and uh, asus now has ai mesh right so you can get two of these and build like a usual mesh network but with actual full fledged standalone routers oh sweet so although i do want to say although i do want to say one thing uh there will be people online that will say who the hell uses ethernet ports anymore but i'm going to say this <laughs> okay oh my god ethernet ports i'm going to say this flat out if you have access to your router and a device that uses the ethernet port and you can viably use it for example a desktop pc nothing beats that i get and for example my playstation 4 it's on ethernet my pc is on ethernet my apple tv both of them are on ethernet is just yeah. better to do that if you have if it is viable for you to have your devices run on the ethernet port please do so because it's just a better experience and you know data transfer speeds are faster So whoever says that who uses Ethernet ports anymore, you need to stop listening to that dude right now. Yeah, 
Okay, I'll give you some context. I'll give you some context because I know Dhruv is also itching to talk about it. I use a gigabit connection in my house. Um, my router is about 15-20 feet away from where my main machine is. And there's no way I would get anything over 500 Mbit over Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I can use the best Wi-Fi uh, router in the market. I've used several of those. Um, and I would still not get over 500-600 Mbit consistently. That's just the way Wi-Fi works. Signal degrades over uh, distance. So I use Ethernet. My flat thankfully has cabling built in. Mm-hmm. So at, at one end is like an Ethernet port thingy and I plug in a CAT6 cable and drag it out to my machine. That's the only way you get over 900 or 950 megabits. There's no other way if you have like a high bandwidth connection, like a gigabit. Yeah, you you have to rely on Ethernet to get all that advertised bandwidth. Yep. And I do the same with my... Uh, NAS machine as well that's directly plugged in via switch to the router because again there is no other way for it to get those get that kind of bandwidth yeah I mean you're an outlier with your gigabit connection in India like we don't have that option in Delhi but I mean I've got I think uh, at, at this point I've got like at least 10 to 12 devices connected over Ethernet uh, over multiple switches and I need more. Uh, yeah, I need more Ethernet ports. Uh, it's not just... Okay, sure, there's the reliability of connectivity. If you're gaming, for example, you're going to get a yeah. faster ping using Ethernet. Uh, you don't have dropped connections. And for me, file transfers are important, just like you, Harish. You are going to saturate your line if you're using Wi-Fi. It's just not as reliable when you're transferring terabytes of data at a time, you do not want to be doing that over Wi-Fi uh, between machines. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. You'd need that shit wired up. Uh, and maybe to a few users, you know, this sounds like uh, out there use cases, but hey, I'll give you something that's a little simpler. Uh, your TV, when it's streaming Netflix, it is, uh, depending on the router that you're using, it's potentially consuming a fair amount of bandwidth uh, that's available to it uh, when you're streaming 4K. Why don't you just plug it in, free up that Wi-Fi bandwidth, make it available mm-hmm. for everything else. You might not drop a connection if that's been happening to you. And you know, that's just mm-hmm. one use case. There's so many. If you have the option, wire up everything. Yeah, that's a solid advice. Yeah, it, because mo- in most houses, the TV is right next to the router anyway, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so, well... So that was our quick lesson on networking. Uh, got us a little grind up, and uh, we should we should actually do one it, once. It gets Ubiquiti us it, actually it, launches it, in India. It gets us riled up because there are a lot of people out there saying saying stupid shit that you should not be listening to. And yes, oh, and it is yeah. not exclusive to phones and earphones. It's it can also come down to networking. You can imagine that. See, that's. I mean, we've had this chat, like, you know, outside of the podcast as well. It's okay not to know something, but then actively spreading bad information that's that's in your readers slash viewers slash listeners' bad interest, uh, not mm-hmm. in their interest. And to be fair, I mean, if you establish yourself as an authority on something with wrong information, that's just wrong and you are not going to improve. It's okay not to know something. You learn something new every day. I learn something from Harish every day. I learn about gaming from Akshay. Uh, and you share information yeah. and you learn something new. And that's fine. But just don't spread wrong information. 
anyways you know and that's particularly yes. bad if you have like an audience that's like in the thousands and tens of tens of thousands right because they're relying on you to deliver recommendations and they come to you for advice and when you don't give good advice it's just doing a disservice to the community mm-hmm. yeah i i i mean i mean dhruv said that we learn from each other but they, i have to say that whenever these two talk about their nas drives and interconnectivity and stuff <laughs> it just goes way ab- over my head even if i try to learn this shit so <laughs> that's one thing that i physically have to do myself to learn but apart from that man yeah we learn from each other a lot i mean i feel the same way when you guys talk about games and all that sure i played yeah. decent number of games but that i it's, don't it's, think i have that same passion yeah uh, no man i mean it's not it's not about that it's it's once you start spending more time with games you'll get there too it's not but your shit is technical stuff that you, i don't get you know it's it's not about being passion passionate or not like you play a normal game you'll have feelings for it or whatever that's just normal right but uh, when you talk about your nas drives and everything you really need to know shit because if you don't know what you're doing you'll fuck up your enti- entire setup that you can't true. fuck up an entire game you can't yeah. fuck up an entire game just by playing it but here it's something different yeah you you learn. i don't know i i yeah i don't know if that is the case for you to throw but for me it comes after years and years of fucking things up before i got anywhere close that's to that that's exactly the point that i was just about to make you know you you try things and you learn things of course there's a lot that to be learned like from reading and watching quality content but hey you know shit happens not so long ago i was copying something over rsync and i accidentally wiped <laughs> off an entire drive but thankfully i had a backup yes please keep a backup of everything uh multiple backups if you can but hey yeah like you know shit happens but then you learn from that and you move on from that uh but yeah okay um oh oh wait this is good advice here itself um if you're using any machine regardless of whether it's windows macbook whatever it is please make sure you have vital data backed up at least in one location i don't care if you're using one drive google drive Physical or drives. any of the hundreds of services we have please make sure you have a backup somewhere because yeah. it's near i mean cloud storage costs next to nothing nowadays so you the responsibility is on you to make sure that your content or data that you need is backed up yeah absolutely uh and just to end this segment uh shout out to backblaze hey you guys should hit us up for a sponsorship but uh on a serious note it's like $6 a month which is 400 bucks for a complete backup of your system to the cloud uh unlimited data and if you don't if you want to no nonsense not having to figure out solution that's the place to start uh 400 bucks a month is peanuts to pay for peace of mind because you're going to appreciate this the day you actually end up losing your data nobody appreciates yeah. backups till the time you need them uh and if you don't yeah. want to go the cloud backup route maybe you don't have that kind of internet speeds or uh i don't know bandwidth or fups get a hard drive okay get a 1 terabyte hard drive okay i'll i'll put it like this get something that's double the size of your internal hard drive mm-hmm. and use yeah. that as backup windows and apple uh, machines both have robust reasonably robust backup tools built in 
you will have why i suggest having uh, double the size of your internal hard drive is to have versioning you don't want the exact mm-hmm. same copy you should be having you know an additional copy um uh, in case yep. you fill up the drive and you know a, a 1 terabyte drive is what like 3000 4000 bucks that's a tiny little price to pay connected once a week back up everything or if you can keep it connected all the time that's what i do have incremental backups and that's it the day your laptop breaks down and hey every mechanical drive breaks down harish and i know that well enough uh yeah. and that's the day this thing is going to come in handy that's the day you won't be shitting bricks that fuck i've lost everything that was important to me no i just yeah. get a temporary laptop i get a new laptop or get my laptop replaced plug in my hard drive bang it's ready to go again that's what you want yeah. mm-hmm. and with yeah. that i think we've talked enough about this from cleaning up your network to cleaning up your cleaning hard drive your hard drive <laughs> potentially not cleaning up your hard drive let's move to cleaning up your house i think we wanted to talk about <laughs> oh nice my god what a segue dude, that man. segue <laughs> was incredible <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Harish, you've got Robo vacuum cleaners. You've been interested in a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Akshay and I have been using Dyson's vacuum cleaners. And hey, shout out to Dyson for sending over the Dyson mm-hmm. air purifier. V11. No, they they were they said that they wanted me to check out the V11, but they sent me an air purifier instead. So okay. They sent me the V. They sent me the V11 vacuum cleaner like before the lockdown. I don't know, Harish, you got the same thing. Ah, uh, still waiting because Hyderabad, yay! <laughs> Regardless, uh, these products okay. are beautifully designed and they just work ridiculously well. Like, how's your experience been with uh, with this actually? Like, I think the lockdown really taught us the value of uh, keeping our houses clean on our own. Yeah, man. I mean, it made our lives easier. That's for sure, and uh, made cleaning a lot faster than I uh, expected because we have two dogs at home, right? Uh, and uh, they shed a lot so we have to constantly clean that from the carpets from the couches from the bed and my wife and I we both well i'll be lying if i see that i use it more than her she uses it more than me um but yeah she has she loves that thing man it comes with these three different modes the touch screen thing which shows you how powerful you want your uh, vacuum to run and at the same time it also shows you the effect on the battery life Like if you use it the most powerful mode, the battery life will drop significantly to like half an hour, twenty minutes. But if you use the eco mode, it'll it'll run for like a few hours, and um, it has its own charging stand. You don't have to drill holes into your wall or whatever. It's just incredible, and all the accessories, you know, fit into the stand itself. It's just it's just amazing, and um, it really fits in with the vibe of the room. Um, and cleaning has never been easier, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. It yeah, costs it's a lot of money. It does, but okay. I, you know, once again, it's like one of those things that I would consider an investment. Uh, to be fair, I mean, sure, we all broom our houses. I'm not a huge fan of that because it's really just blowing up dust in the air, which is going to settle down yeah. anyway. Uh, your room smells cleaner when you vacuum, and this thing makes it more convenient. Like I'm not saying that this is my first vacuum cleaner. <laughs> we've we've all had those the old wired ones. It's just convenient. You can pull it up. Rub it across your desk, and your desk is nice and clean. And I clean the keyboard with it. 
Yeah, you can keyboard clean your keyboard with it. Can you imagine that shit? Yeah. Yeah, I basically wanted one to clean my keyboard because the Xiaomi robot vacuum that I've used for what two years now does a fantastic job, but it doesn't do surfaces. I mean, because it just does floors. So I needed something to handheld to clean surfaces like my desk, and I want one of those V11 Pros. Yeah, and I, I, this is not my first Dyson. We bought uh, one, um, the V7. Animal, yeah. whatever I don't know what it's called. I forget the name. They have some complicated names, but that also does a great job. And it's that's a f- I think a year and a half old than this model. And uh, when we got that, we were like, do we really need anything better than this? Is there anything better than this? And when Dyson sent the V11, uh, like okay, we there is a, a different <laughs> level of cleaning that you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just one of those products that you don't really appreciate till the time you actually use it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the V seven or the V eight is around thirty grand now, and I mean, it's it's a really good investment to make. I think I've got the V ten with me. Um, it's a great product, and the, that's the beauty of it. You know, it's a great product that does what it's supposed to do, uh, instead of you know winging it, which is often the case with so many products. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel you have something to say there, Harish. I want one. I want to see what the big deal with the Dyson thing is because I never got into the brand. I know that folks that use Dyson vacuums are just Oops. loyal That's to the brand. Like no, I mean like few other brands. But yeah, <clears throat> I wanted to see what the big deal was. So I still am waiting for the V11 Pro. Okay, I'll give you an example. Uh... One of my dogs uh, tore up my beanbag. <laughs> he was just being, you know, naughty. And you know when the those white thermocol type beans when they come out, they come out with full mm-hmm. force. You know, yeah. I wasn't aware. I was all over the damn room. Um, and I and luckily I, the V11 was there. And you know, normally if you let's say broom your room, it would take you like a good ten minutes to get rid of everything. And then you know, I have to walk all over and dump it into the dustbin. In this case, it collected everything in under two minutes, and that was it was a lot. Dhruv has seen my room, so he knows it was under the PC ro- table. It was everywhere. It could get into those uh, looking cranny, you know, areas and collect everything. And all I had to do was just open the damn cylinder, big storage thing where all the dust goes, and dump it in the dustbin. That's it. In two and a half minutes, three minutes, I was my room was clean completely. Yeah, and, I think yeah. I, I've got like well, not quite the same example, but. Okay, so uh, those of you who know me personally <coughs> know that I'm a bit of a coffee snob and I'm also a bit uh, clumsy at times. So, really? usually, <laughs> at times. I thought, Harish, I thought Harish was clumsy because I've only seen him being clumsy. Oh, okay. I, I take it to a different level. Uh, okay. Like, it's just crazy. But yeah, putting saying that you're a bit of a coffee snob is kind of an understatement. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, when I've got my ground coffee out, when I'm making my cup of coffee in the morning and afternoon and evening and night, uh, I usually end up spilling the ground beans. And sure, you can wipe it, but hey, out comes the Dyson. And, you know, it takes like literally two seconds to just suck that all in and it's all clean. You know, it's just the little things that you can do with this, uh, which just make life more convenient. Uh, And before anybody judges us no this was not sponsored by dyson heck i haven't even got the v11 from them to test out 
they are expected to have a constellation of about 800 satellites before the year is over, which will get uh, a, a, a baseline network ready for launch. Uh, the other challenge, though, is you need antennas for that. So I'll, if you, if, I mean, pretty much everybody who's listening to this either has Tata Sky or, you know, a similar DTH service. Now, you must have seen your satellite, your the, the dish uh, that's placed mm-hmm. and is pointing straight up. Uh, and this is the other challenge that Starlink needs to solve. Now, a dish is pointing in a specific direction because uh, your satellites, which are broadcasting DTH data, they are in a fixed Earth orbit, which basically means yeah. that the satellite is locked into a position relative to you. Uh, it is still moving along with the Earth, but it in relation but in to, you, to you, your country's location. Exactly, relative to you, it is locked in, which is why you can just point it up there, and it's just going to stick there. The satellite's just going to be there. Uh, that's not the case with Starlink. The satellites are revolving around the Earth at a fast speed. How do you solve that? Uh, you need an antenna, of course, which will be mounted on your roof or you know in an accessible area. But that antenna. Uh, one, it will not always be pointing at a satellite, but it also needs to keep up with the satellite. So these are called phase attenuation antennas. Uh, they are extraordinarily expensive. Uh, usually we're talking about two to $3,000 minimum, which is which makes this inaccessible for most users. Now, they've got it down to $1,200, but when it goes commercial, they want to get it down to $200 for an antenna. And we're talking about an antenna that has physical motors built into it, constantly tracking the motion of a satellite to keep it in in view while beaming down internet, high-speed internet in the middle of nowhere. And the fact that... It will do what I'm doing with my head, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wish wish this was uh, a video podcast. You you guys missed out on it. Oh, yeah. That would have been hilarious. I wish we were recording this. We could have figured it out or something. Yep. But yeah, that's the idea. And it's incredible. Now, of course, Elon Musk is, and Starlink isn't the only one that is doing it. And uh, I mean, Jeff Bezos has something similar lined up with uh, Project Kuiper, but that's not of, that's nowhere close to what Starlink has achieved already. And Starlink has achieved this on the back of SpaceX with their affordable, uh, and uh, you know, I wouldn't call it renewable, but what what would be the right Reusable? word? Reusable rockets and the uh, entire idea to making this viable uh, financially viable because every company that's achieved this so far uh, has gone bankrupt scale bankrupt completely yeah (laughs) yeah but i think the i think well starlink is the only player that could actually do it feasibly because well they have scale and yeah it looks like a system that is finally designed to work because they have the end-to-end bit sorted out. Now, the main point would be whether they would be able to roll out those antennas to customers at a commercial level Mm -hmm. and have that affordability because it is going to be a sizable investment, even a $200 investment for folks that have reliable bandwidth or a reliable alternative. So how they market that and how they get that across is going to be key yeah them. absolutely i mean it's just the entire engineering of this you know the entire yeah accomplishment of this that this is happening today and it's going to make fast internet a reality for so many people that 
it's just exciting stuff and it's just incredible it to see sure of course like every company they've got revenue targets to meet financial targets to meet leave all of that aside the fact that a company is taking a gamble on this uh and making this happen that's what's exciting for me hey dhruv uh, how many satellites how, how many satellites did you say will be uh, you know, uh so they be in orbit yeah so they're estimating that eventually there'll be around 4 to 4500 oh yeah. fuck so when you said that <laughs> One one image popped up into my head. I don't know if you guys seen uh, Wally. Have you guys seen Wally? Yeah. And you know yeah. when they leave Earth and you see a lot of satellites just around Earth. So actually, uh, this will be interesting for you. And that's that's to, that's the image that popped in my head. Yeah. So I'm going to drop in a link for you, and I'll tweet this out on social as well. But uh, space junk is actually mm-hmm. a reality right now. Uh, yeah. There are there are like. graphics which actually shows in context uh because mm. these are satellites i mean unless it was designed to re-enter earth and burn up on entry there is a lot of junk that is floating around in space in fact like the entire earth is kind of surrounded by it right now uh yeah so yeah i mean it's going to add to it but you know progress for free humanity free internet for everyone free internet for everyone you have provided you have the money for the the antenna antenna yeah that does this <laughs> okay wait <laughs> but wait hi um, i like the idea but what i do not like about the system is that it's basically cluttering up uh, the view for observatories because the two articles i read about it uh, had a lot of astronomers that are really mad at starlink because they're leaving these white streaks across yep. their field of view and that is going to be a big problem and the starling guys said that they fixed it by putting this coating so that it's not as visible the satellites in space but that really does not solve the problem photoshop uh, so <laughs> i don't know i that that's one part i'm not so keen about but yeah what, there's no other solution other than putting like a reliable grid of satellites for this yeah. sort of thing to work Google tried it with balloons with the Project Loon, where it did decent number of. I think it worked in providing access, internet access to Africa, but I don't know. They shuttered that earlier this year, so. Because balloons die out. Yeah, I don't think it was as long term a solution as what Starlink is doing mm-hmm. here, but it was an effective solution in like the short term scenario. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, there's like this visual, which was this movie, like the the Last Avengers, I think. or one of the iron man movies where he had like a i don't know there was this movie that yeah, i saw the, recently which had like a grid of satellites up in space and you know they'd all link up and oh it it there was this movie which had to do with climate change where they were controlling the climate on earth using a grid of satellites up in space it's it was also in james bond uh, dying another day i think you're talking about age of ultron with the satellite thing i'm not sure if it was that one there are a lot of movies that use satellites for some weaponry shit or thinking that they can fix you know earth's problems with satellites oh god it's it's just it's just hilarious but I'm yeah i'm actually just looking that up that. right now yeah, oh, it was yeah, but uh, ah it was called geostorm yeah that's the one oh right yeah, yeah the yeah that was yeah. badly acted it was a fun movie though was shit. there was a huge ass laser in dying of the day <laughs> james bond oh yeah and then in one of the iron man movies doesn't a satellite shoot that one of one version Mrs. of the suit 
missiles or shoot or something yeah something like that something anyway yeah. satellites fun yay but uh on talking about debris didn't india also contribute to that by blasting one of the satellites and it made like a huge mess yeah yeah it did i mean so yay yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't know what to say about that like it sucks but you know you i don't know like china where do you draw the line <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. I mean, India wasn't the only one to do it. Russia also did it. I think a year or two ago. I don't know if if you want to be though. caught in the same boat as Russia. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's not go into this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to free internet if I can afford it. I don't know. I don't even know if that sentence makes sense. <laughs> free internet if you can afford it. If you can afford the antenna. Cool. Oh, hey, I mean, I I think if and when it launches and it comes to China, I'm sure there'll be a lot of NGOs who'll be using this, you know, or governments who'll probably use or use it, uh, or at least that's the hope. Anyways, moving on from Starlink, uh, that was some education for our listeners on what's going on in the internet and satellite space. Uh, let's talk a little bit about gaming because we're almost out of time for this week. We're over time as usual. Uh, I did not get any gaming done at all this week, so over to you guys. Harish, I'll start with you. Uh, did I? I was playing Stardew Valley with my wife, but then we got bored because we put like a hundred or one fifty hours in the game, and after that we had to do a lot of chores after playing the game, and we we're like. we're doing chores in the game and we're doing doing chores outside the game so we'll probably just do one set of chores so we didn't play after that so it's been a few weeks uh, but we've been playing unrailed uh, it's a new game that came out on steam it's a lot of fun you basically lay track for a train uh, and you have to lay track just in time for the train to go oh, okay. uh, it's fun it's hmm. one of those cute small games oh sweet well in my case i can Well, I can't say this that uh, <coughs> I've been playing uh, The Last of Us Two for the past few days, and uh, yeah, and 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 the embargo for that is next Friday. I'm not sure what time though, but yeah, I mean, a review will be out. Maybe we can do a review for the podcast, like a short description of the game. And uh, yeah, and uh, we're also going to be doing a spoiler cast for our podcast. and uh, rishi who's also playing the game right now will be joining me so yeah if you are going to be playing the game and want to hear our thoughts on the on what happens in the game we can listen to the spoiler cast sometime next week yep hopefully so uh, for our listeners rishi's already been on the show we talked about the playstation 5 we talked about a lot we talked a lot about gaming uh, a few episodes back do go and check that out it was a pretty fun episode uh this will be dropping as a bonus episode soon enough i'll be sitting that one out um because i do not want to be spoiled but you'll have akshay rishi and maybe harish joining in uh if sure why not it's not like i have played the first game or know anything about the series sure so i'll be a good sounding board yeah i mean if you're up for it yeah we can try that out yeah we can try that out <laughs> cool So unless you guys have something else to talk about I think we're done for the week. Yeah. Um Wait. We were going to talk about this at the start but then the 8 Pro is launching soon in India and the color filter nonsense. 
I mean, they've removed it. What else can we talk about? Yeah, so they removed it because, well, it can see through clothes and that's not a good thing to have in any phone in India. But they are going to bring it back before the end of the month, so... I don't get no. it. How, how will they even sort that out? Like, it's it's a hardware feature. Um. So they're going to put limitations, I think. Don't know how it's going to work, but we've been talking about it internally as well at AC... And then it only works if it's like really close to an object. Mm-hmm. So if you put a limitation where you can't take photos, if it's like, say, uh, one foot or something away, that basically solves the problem. I think Maybe. that's, I don't know. Do you know if that, uh, do you know if that camera has a focusing motor? Because if it doesn't, they could just limit the focus for it. You know, it won't focus just, wouldn't, it, yeah. Yeah, it just wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. focus at a closer distance. I think that's what they're going with because, yeah, I think that is a solution that works because what else can they do? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like the entire, the idea of that just seemed a little pointless. It's too low resolution. It's too niche yeah. to use. Uh, but hey. But it can it. see through clothes. <laughs> uh, it can also see through thin plastic, like remotes. Yeah. To give it a more, I mean, I don't know. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the see-through remote the most nefarious use of course is see-through clothes and uh, that's not a good idea in any part of the world so yeah i'm i'm glad that uh, oneplus is disabling it i'm not mm-hmm. too enthused that uh, they had it had to get down to this and they didn't do enough testing come on like it's how did you not test that out because it's a very obvious thing that you would uh, detect like the moment you try to take a photograph of that using a person but yeah but but and you have a, we, and you have a camera lab no no yeah that's what remember we went to that camera lab and they had models now i'm guessing they'll put like a fourth model there with clothes on or something just to test like their future cameras <laughs> oh reach that video of yours oh man still uh, the best thing best thing fun times yeah yeah back back when back when we could travel yeah, man, I miss it so much. We were planning on going on a vacation actually in June sometime. If things worked out, we would have been out around this time in Southeast Asia somewhere. I would have been in <sighs> Japan in August. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah. Yay, saved us some money for the PlayStation 5. Yay, and I'll also buy that Fuji film X100 XT. X100 Whatever. Yeah, that. Or should I get the XTV, XT4, or whatever that came out now? Do you have an SLR though? You already have one, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I mean, see, it's your call. Like, the reason why I am uh, excited about the X100V, 100V, I think that's what it's called, or the 5 or whatever, is because I want a compact companion to my Sony full frame. Uh, I want something that's, you know, easy to carry around. It's not going to be my primary camera. It's going to be the fun camera that I take everywhere. So I want something mm-hmm. without interchangeable lenses. And I found that the 35mm focal length is really, my really nice. Well. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. So it just works. Uh, I mean, even the, thinnest, even the thinnest pancake lens for the Fuji system, it's still substantial. So, you know, it's not a camera that you can just carry to a concert, like stuff in your pocket or just take it around. So that's something to keep in mind for you. But why is it such a big deal? The size? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't want 
uh, I mean, this is the kind of camera that I don't want to, you know, like carry around in a bag. I usually wear baggy jeans. Yeah. I can slip it in there. Cargoes, shorts uh, in the winters in a jacket pocket. I could do that. I mean, I don't want to carry a camera bag with me. Or something that you can put around your neck and it doesn't end up breaking your neck as well. Ah, <laughs> 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 yeah. huh, interesting. Okay, yeah. fine. I'll get that one too. Wait, Wait when one, is the PlayStation two. 5 launching again? December. <laughs> November. November, maybe. Nobody really knows. But yeah, before we holiday season. You're supposed, we were supposed to know that this week or last week. But what's happening in the US, it got postponed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I, I, I mean, I'm waiting to know more. Cool. Cool. So that's it for this episode. Um, and since uh, the topic did come up, uh, I don't know about you guys. I've I've faced racism uh, uh, while traveling, and I've traveled a fair bit. You know, uh, Akshay. I don't know your experiences. You've lived lived in London. I'm sure you've seen it happen I've, somewhere. I've, uh, I've I'm just about to say I've lived in five five years in London, and a lot of shit went down. Exactly. So I think uh, you know a lot of people are making the point that sitting in India, you should not be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, but you should because it's it's a precedent that you're setting. It matters in the context that we do not care enough about the minorities in India either. So you know whatever, uh, wherever you see oppression, be it based on race, be it based on color, be it based on religion, stand against that. and support in whatever way you can doesn't have to be at a protest if you're not up for that could be a donation could just be a single voice that you make on social media but try and change your perspective it makes a difference it matters um and that's it from me cheers wow. all right see you guys and use ethernet ports wow that was actually very insightful we end on something dumb all the time so i feel like i should say something really idiotic about something else just to balance things out uh by the me 10 because it's a good phone i look forward to all your hate <laughs> and that's it for this episode uh do subscribe and uh, i mean i'm assuming you su- you're subscribed if you're listening to this do leave us a review that ma- makes a difference uh especially on iTunes because evidently their algorithm is completely reviews dif- div- driven uh, iTunes Apple podcast whatever it's called these days just go ahead and write us a review and share and comment and talk to us on social media because we're pretty active there uh all right catch you guys next week bye